0: Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 267 with the amazing Jane Sagalovich. Hi, this is Jane Sagalovich. You are listening to Hard Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, I can't wait to dive in with Jane Sagalovich about why an online course might be for you. So stay tuned if you are thinking about creating an online course. Jane has a ton of amazing advice for you. Jane is a CFA and the founder and CEO of Scale Your Genius, where she guides and inspires experts to serve more clients, reclaim their time, and create a new income stream by helping them create. And sell profitable, sustainable, and scalable online programs in their area of expertise. Well, I am so super excited to have Jane here, and you should be too, because this could totally change your business and your life. So have fun in this episode. Well, I am so super pumped you're here today, Jane. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah, I I just, you know, I mean, we had had several conversations and we could talk for hours. (laughs) We have so many cool stuff to share. So I I am so, so excited to have the opportunity to dive in today. And, you know, you're all, all about profitable course creation. And for every entrepreneur, I think it's so important to have some kind of a course in place to help them to scale, to help them to impact more people in a positive way and to really share their knowledge because one-on-one coaching is awesome. I think it's a really great start, but it, you kind of limit yourself to just supporting this one person at a time. And by course creation, I mean you can multiply there's basically no end to that. So how, how did you get into this business or the idea to really focus on that? Yeah, great question. And I love the model so much too.
1: So my path to here was kind of, kind of a windy one. I'll, I'll start with really the end. And I had a business before this with a business partner and we were doing group consulting model. Basically, it was somewhat like a mastermind. The group would get together a few times a year in person and it was for business owners. And one of the big constraints we had was the people didn't want to travel. They weren't able to leave their family several times a year. And so when we were talking to potential buyers, to potential clients, they all loved the idea, but they it didn't work with our schedule. Mm. So at the same time, I was, so I was brand new out of corporate America. First, first gig with entrepreneurship, and all the things that happen when you have your own business was happening for me, um, all the limiting beliefs, all the mindset stuff that needed to be worked on. And so I started taking online courses. So that was my first experience as a client with online courses. And I was, I was doing that. I was like, well, this could be brilliant for us too. And so I came to my then business partner and broached the idea, and he loved it too. So we were able to keep the in-person model for people who want it and create online an online version of it for the people who didn't want to travel. And that ended up being such a beautiful model for our business.
0: Yeah. So then fast
1: forward a couple of years later, that business unfortunately imploded for personal reasons. And I was just left you know, kind of not knowing what to do. I knew I didn't want to go back to corporate. I love the online course model, and that's in in our last couple of years, that's what I was in charge of, was creating the programs. And, you know, at at first thought, I was like, well, is this really what I want to do? You know, we did it. I love the model. And is this really a business? Um, So I talked to several entrepreneurs, people in my network, and really got this strong, huge yes that... Not only is there a growing demand, but the way I approach it and my, the way I look at it is pretty different than anything else in the market and to go for it. And it's been two and a half years now, and it's been such a fun um, business to be a part of. I mean, my clients are – I just love every one of my clients because every single one, the people who are creating courses coming from a coaching or an expert-based business – they're here to serve the world. And so just being able to enable people to serve bigger, it just makes me so happy every single day. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can so feel that. And, and that's also where we align so much because, you know, taking on that soulmate client, right, that person that has an amazing business or business idea or gift that you want to support to get that out into the world. And even though you are not bringing that to the world, you kind of help that person to to be super successful. And that's so much fun. I just love that too. It is.
1: Yeah. Hel- helping great people do great things, I think, is one of the best feelings.
0: Yeah. One hundred percent. You said something very interesting, and I, I think I want to touch up on that because so many listeners probably have the same challenge. We said when you come, when you came from corporate, you had to do so much around mindset, limiting beliefs, right, and not being able to sell your services and products, or you know, even if you sold in the corporate world, now selling in your own business—that's a total different game. So can you tell us a little bit, like, what was maybe one of the biggest challenge that you had to overcome and how you overcame it so people get some, some action steps and practical advice?
1: Absolutely. So I actually never sold in corporate either. I think, you know, we always sell ourselves in some way. So yes, we're always selling. I've never sold anything, you know, really for money. And I think one of the biggest challenges was selling me and having confidence in my service and in my way of doing things. And I'll tell you a funny story. This was early in my entrepreneurship journey. And I was just at, at one of the bottoms. It was, you know, we weren't getting new clients. It was a struggle. My, you know, my, my, my financial projections were very, very off. And I was thinking there, sitting there thinking, what, what am I gonna do? And a friend of mine owns a furniture store And I thought, well, I'm, I'm just going to go sell furniture for him. And that, that thought hit me in the face. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to go sell somebody else's stuff for somebody else, for somebody else's business while I can't, I can't sell me and my services that I know are so amazing. Uh So that was an interesting turning point and visibility into my own brain of that's when I recognized that, that connection because before I just thought I just wasn't a salesperson. I didn't want to sell. But the idea that I was so willing to go sell somebody else's stuff is when I realized that my, my block is me, is, is being able to sell my own stuff and the visibility and putting myself out there and um, all the things that
0: come along with being a face of a business. Yeah. Oh, that's, thank you so much for sharing. That's such a brilliant story. <laughs> <laughs> and that that really is like an aha moment turning point. And I see that for a lot of people, like they are willing to do something for someone else instead of stepping up for themselves. Right. And I, I remember when I, you know, sold my very first product, like my very first offer I made for a course had the amazing amount of zero buyers, <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I was like, "What did I do wrong? And you know, I didn't hit the nail on the hat like i I missed the market, so to speak. I didn't have what people wanted and and so I really had to shift into that idea, like where could I be of service? Like what could I really Like what gifts would I have to share? What did I learn on my journey? And then things became so much easier because all of a sudden I figured, well, I can sell for someone else pretty successful, but now I'm putting a price tag on myself and I make it up. Like I create the thing. It's not, I'm not getting told, well, this is what we have and this is what it costs. And now you sell it. And that was a big shift for me too. And I remember how empowering it was when I woke up the morning I had made an offer the night before and I put like, you know, an order form on the sales page and I had my very first $97 in my bank account. That was so empowering. And I I totally can see that with entrepreneurs all over the globe that they love what they do. They want to be successful, but that selling piece is really in the way. So I love how you recognized what was going on and how you could turn it around. Absolutely.
1: And one of, you know, one, one uh, piece of feedback or piece of advice that I've heard about this that helped me really change my perspective on it is it's about us. The fear is when we make it about us. And like you said, when we make it about service, it's when it shifts. You know, my fears and my inability to sell myself is all about me. It has not so how do I get out of my own way so that I can help people, which is my ultimate goal?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, you know, for people who are listening who might think, well, sales is something that just never feels good, well, stop selling. Yes, I don't, I'm not selling anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just start serving. Have these fun conversations where, you know, if the person is a match, well, obviously you invite them, but you don't need to make it like that difficult. Yes. Yeah, so, so what was the first course then that you created in your new business? Yeah. You know, it's
1: actually the same program I'm still selling. I created um, what I call a hybrid online course, which is a combination of digital modules and one-on-one support. Wow. And it is about how to create online programs. And what's so cool about the model is it it um, shows to my clients the way to do it. And as they go through the digital modules and see the way – I create things, arrange things, the different modalities that I use to deliver it, and then we get on our one-on-one calls. They get to ask me questions about the way I did things, so then they can apply it to their own situations uh, really well. So I have a few iterations of the same course, but um, it's, it's my flagship product. I've thought about doing some other courses, and I haven't felt a strong urge to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't makes sense maybe at the moment, because that's exactly what you teach anyway. So if it's all in one course, then people have like this one place to go. And what I love, because you know, oftentimes in an online course, we all know that people do not really take action. And there's like a small percentage of people who go through and, you know, I'm guilty of that, buying a course, sometimes even pretty expensive versions. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, doing module one and two and then thinking, oh, well, it's not really for now. I could use that later. And that later just never comes. So, but when you have that accountability, that one-on-one support, and you have those calls, you really want to make the best out of it. And so you take I believe more action to move into the right direction, so you can actually get something out of those calls.
1: Absolutely, I have a I I have a very large and expensive folder of courses that have never gone past like module one or two that I have purchased, and it's it's the same. It's um, I'm sure they're wonderful, and other priorities get in the way, and there was nobody bugging me that I didn't do it.
0: Yeah totally. So what, what could we tell like coaches and, um, consultants or healers or creatives, what would be a good starting point for them to figure out if it is already time to create a course? And then the next question would be like, should they like create the whole course and then start selling or what, what would be a good step for them to take? Great question. So how do they know if they're ready
1: It's a feeling like, do you know there's more to you? There's more to how you serve than what you're able to do right now. So it could be a full one-on-one practice, but it could just be the way you're delivering services isn't really reaching all the demographics. So a course may be less expensive than your one-on-one services, but it doesn't have to be. These hybrid courses that I talk about, these command very similar, if not higher prices than one-on-one work because the one-on-one support's still in there. It's just less time because you have replaced some of your time with digital products, with a digital recording of you, basically. And so, you know, whether you want to spend less of your time and be able to serve more clients, whether you want to serve clients who can't afford you today, um, you just know you want to give bigger and more and serve more people than you do today. Mm. Um, And of course, along with that goes more money and more freedom. You know, you are able to make more money per hour of your life. Um, And just the model with it being so much more digital, you can have a lot of location freedom too, where you can deliver your services from anywhere in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially in today's world, right? Where you might not be able to travel or where your clients might not be able to come to see you or where you can't really have a retreat at the moment. That's a brilliant way to deliver more value to your clients. And to also give that one-on-one support. And I, you know, I'm a big believer that in these, well, for me, they are more like group coaching programs, but it would be so much smarter to have one piece recorded mm-hmm. and then just fill in the Q&A or the hot seat coaching or whatever you want to deliver so that everybody has that opportunity to learn with their own, in their own pace and in their own time. And that's exactly one of the models in hybrid. It could be one on one
1: support, it could be group support. And so, if you do have a group, everyone watches a the module, then you get on your hot seat coaches, uh, hot seat call. Everyone's on the same pace, everyone has just consumed the same information. So, it's really so those calls are that much more powerful because everybody is on the same baseline.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, wh- when we even look back before you started your entrepreneurial journey, do you remember the very first thing? thing you ever sold? You know, it's funny. I've, I, Well,
1: you know, I binge listen to your podcast. So I know this is one of the questions you ask. And as I was um, thinking about our time together, I was like, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, my God. How am I going to answer this question? And then the memory came to me. So again, this is not something I didn't sell for money, but, I, you know, selling is is convincing or enticing somebody to do something, basically. And I was 10 years old and my family just moved to the United States from Ukraine and I really wanted a pet mouse. And of course, my parents said, no pet mice. And I created was what I know now was basically a marketing campaign. Um, I put up signs all over our little apartments saying, we love mice, mice are nice, and other poorly, <laughs> poorly worded things. Um, and we ended up getting mice. So we got two mice. They were supposed to be two boys. Um, a little while later, they had babies and <laughs> went back to the pet store. So. That was the first time I quote unquote sold sold an idea. We'll say that.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, I also would love to know how it felt when you received money. But what I love with that story is that you created a whole campaign. Yep. <laughs> you put the whole marketing campaign into place. That is so creative, and uh, and you you know you succeeded you, you got, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. What a, what a great story. Thank you for sharing. And then, you know, going further to receiving the first time money for your services, like what you created, like I shared with the $97 earlier. I'm quite sure you still have that memory somewhere. Uh, can, can you talk about it? How, how it felt?
1: Yeah. You know, we, we went, um, I I always went straight into, you know, what the industry calls high ticket, the high high revenue pricing. And our first sale was $50,000. So I never had the ramp up of dollars. And I think also coming from corporate and I was, I was working with financial transactions that were all in hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. So money to me, I think has a different scale than a lot of other people. And so I never had a sense that I need to go into lower amounts ever. Just that just wasn't the way my brain worked. So our first our first um, consulting sale was fifty thousand um, dollars, and that was what were the feelings when we got the money? I mean, part of it was finally. I mean, we've been you know we've, we were struggling with that business for a little while. So one of it's like, oh okay, we could see this works. People want this. We're not crazy. Yes. So I think for me it was a little valid. It was validation, is what I felt. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and and that's great, right? I mean, the first time you have that transaction, like somebody gives you money, that is validating your business idea. Yeah. Because then, you know, the market is not there if nobody buys. If exactly. everybody just says, well, that's a great idea, but you don't get paid. Well, then it's not such a great idea to have a business. <laughs> yep. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So it's validation of our model. It felt good. It was, you know, one at that point, I, I was 15 years in corporate yeah, maybe six months out. And so when it wasn't working, it was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go back to corporate and do this thing. I escaped on purpose. Yeah. And so it was validation and relief and a lot of a lot of that. And um, you know, when we talk about hard heart cells and serving mission-driven entrepreneurs, that that's not where I was at then. It wasn't until this business that I connected with service on a much, much, much deeper level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I definitely, I have a ton of questions and I'm so excited that uh, I do get you for a next interview <laughs> um, because yeah, my brain is already going all different kinds of direction of what you have learned and, and how you could inspire the audience to, you know, to really embrace sales and high ticket and, and really go for their dreams because the impact they will make is going to be so much bigger uh, when they have figured that out. So, but before before we are finishing off for, t- for today, I would love to send people to your amazing gift that you are bringing, the Profitable Course Topic Cheat Sheet. <laughs> so that sounds already amazing. What, what are people getting when they go and download it?
1: Mm. So they're getting a two-page guide on how to brainstorm their topics and then choose the best one for their particular situation. So Mm -hmm. I always say a good course solves one problem for one ideal client avatar for it to be impactful and profitable. And this cheat sheet will help you define that problem and ideal client avatar and come up with a topic that will create
0: results and profit. I love it. And I love that the word profit is in there because it's not about over-giving and undercharging, It's really about making that impact for your clients and for yourself. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward diving deeper into that conversation as well uh, with our next interview coming up. So thank you so, so much for having been here. You gorgeous, make sure you hop on over to christineschlansky.com, find the podcast tab, because there are also all the links to connect with Jane, and I highly recommend you do that on social media, check out her website and just see what she's up to. And I promise you, you'll be blown away. She is an amazing teacher and um, I love her content she brings to the world because it really does empower you. And that's what we're here for. So thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much, Jane.
1: Thank you, Christine.
0: Well, so many golden nuggets in this episode. I just loved how Jane shared her mindset shifts when she went from corporate to create her own business and what her course creation has actually done for her and her clients. So I hope you are figuring out if an online course might be for you. I especially loved her hybrid model and it's so interestingly, I'm working on one right now and this has been so much fun. So hop on over to christineschlansky.com. To get the resources we talked about and all the links to connect with Jane are over there as well, as well as the transcripts, the show notes, the key points. And once you're over there, you also want to sign up for the empowerment notes. That's empowerment right into your inbox. And then also at christineschlonsky.com, you will find a tab called Experience, and this is... The online master classes and summits I have created in the past, and they are there for you to be there to re-experience that life experience we had in the past because the content is so, so amazing. So hop on over to christineschlansky.com, find the podcast tab, connect with Jane, and make sure you are tuning in for the next episode where we talk more about profitability, why this is so important, and how you can create that in your business. Have fun and enjoy wherever you are in this beautiful world. I'm saying bye for now.